Ooh, ooh, oh boy, we're back, <laughs> we're we're back, baby. Uh, Allie Makovsky on the pod for the first time. Very funny so comic, Allie. Say hi. Hi. Thanks for having you're, me. You're in goddamn Arizona right now. Yeah, I'm going from hotspot to hotspot. Fucking COVID central. Yeah, I've been I mean, performing. This is why yeah. I do the intros of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. hear, no, I'm just like, like, let's fucking dive in. I don't literally really have it, drinking a Topo Chico right now, being like, ooh. Yeah, that's that's fuck. I'm coming in. I'm I'm in a good. I'm in a good mood. I had my my I had my bagel. I had my Maury's Maury's bagel. You know, white fish sandwich. I've got my coffee going. I've got my Topo Chico. I've got my Bevs. We've got a you know a friend on. So I'm I'm in a I'm in a good state. Let's go. I am curious though because I don't know Jack that well. So I would be interested to know what your intro to the pod with me would be. I mean, normally I'd say welcome to yeah, but still. Kind of established. Oh, you like welcome to yeah, but that still. We're, we are beginning. I make I make less noises than Brandon. I'm not saying it's a good or bad <laughs> thing, but he likes yeah. to start with noises. That's his go-to. I welcome. I'm a welcoming type. You know, I want to. I want you to feel welcome. Oh, you like that's to say thing. welcome to yeah, but still. Yeah, that's my at instinct. the beginning of every. But that's I don't. They know. They clicked the. They clicked this. Brandon, were you at all influenced by Tom Likas growing up? I'm not I well I'm not a local okay so that's I feel like Tom Likas is a real LA pool do you know Tom Likas Jack no who's that oh my god he's this like he was like this old radio DJ who like horny old men loved like I would listen to it growing up with my dad like my dad would be driving me to kindergarten playing Tom Likas and he'd be like what's up it's Tom Likas it's Flash Friday flash your lights on your car and see some tits hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. always always trying to get people to flash us on like the lacrosse bus or I think it was lacrosse I played, whoa wait what are you on what I played lacrosse wait, for you- two years three years you played maybe. the cr- holy shit this yeah. is a fucking reveal is 200 not- plus deep yeah that you were a former lacrosse player i like prided myself on like hating lacrosse players well you're on the east coast weren't you that's like a whole different vibe yeah playing I guess lacrosse so. riley riley gale played lacrosse too i think like, so like midwest midwest the rest of the country it's like a weirder vibe. sport to play yeah for sure it's like because it's not, on the East Coast, I think lacrosse is like an elite sport where they actually get funding. In in Chicago, it's like, for the most part, it's not even recognized as a team sport in schools. And you're like, oh uh, yeah, playing with terrible uniforms, and like <laughs> just it's just disgusting. And it is it's like, it's like underfunded intramural. Yeah, shit. it's just like you could barely play it. But granted, because like the people who played weren't good people. <laughs> like these were bad dudes <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, but in a different way, I- you know. I feel like the reputation for lacrosse, though, across the states is still the same. Whether you're funded or not, you still kind of have that air of, like, douchebaggery. I I know the East Coast lacrosse. I just know the East Coast lacrosse reputation is drastically different. Uh, because our team was, like, at least in the, the Midwest for us, the, vi- the reputation of lacrosse players would be that, like, people would be, like, on acid during a game, like, playing. Our, oh, there was like a lot damn. of like weird stoners on our team that were just reckless. That um, was I just had I I had a really bad flashback to visiting LA for the first time and like meeting my my first agent 
Yeah. And he was this guy that was like very like Ari Gold vibes. Uh-huh. Not somebody I'm with anymore, but he was like a young a young agent that like really wanted to be Ari Gold. And he's like he like took me to the John Lovitz Comedy Club, <laughs> which yeah. no longer exists. I don't know if that's before your time, Allie, but you know, the fucking John Lovitz Comedy Club at City Walk. Yeah, I think that was like oh right my before my time. At Universal? <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah, I'm, he had a it was at I'm a City post Walk. John it's, Lovitz comedian. <laughs> to be like taking your family on a vacation that somehow costs twelve thousand dollars to go to fly to Universal Studios and you find yourself drinking by yourself at the John Lovitz comedy club after your family's asleep. But anyway yeah, it's right next to like fucking Bubba Gump at yeah. Universal City Walk. Yeah. But yeah, like this is yeah, this was like uh he was a young guy. I don't think he even is an agent anymore, but he was telling some story about like, uh man, like back in my college days, like, you know, I was on the water polo team and we would get fucked up oh. before before those games, man. We would get fucked up, but like we would still win. We would still <laughs> win. That's the thing, man. We would get fucking fucked up and we would still win, bro. That's Work so hard. Was like, hard. Water polo in my school carry the reputation that lacrosse probably did at your school but for my school to bring it full circle lacrosse for my school is like the the guys who like used to play a sport but kind of like weren't into sports enough to continue playing like baseball or football or whatever but they kind of want to do something so they like end up playing it that was at least for me and a lot of people i knew but i still barely liked sports enough to keep going (laughs) i did it for two years and then like I, I remember I like, one of varsity tryouts, they made us run like two miles and I just didn't want to. And I'm like, I'm going home, man. <laughs> like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I just didn't continue. Yeah. I didn't want to run yeah. that day. So I just gave up the entire sport. Yeah. Um, I, lacrosse was always, that's like, it's weirdly like a triggering word for me, I think. Yeah. It was like thinking about, like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Brought up a lot of emotions. I did notice that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like East Coast, it's very waspy. I mean, it's still pretty waspy in Chicago, but yeah. it's like a different type of rascal. But anyway, we we're talking about dirty radio DJs. I, I just, yes, I, I oh. caused a, a tangent just thinking about getting flashed. But we had uh, man cow. We had man cow in the morning in Chicago. That's who our dirty man DJ cow. was. Right. Yeah. That's- have you ever have you ever had to do like radio for promoting shows? Um, no, I've, I've like been asked to, and I've always told my reps like, yeah, nobody who's listening to morning radio that like is going to a comedy club to just see a comedy show. I'm not going to be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Google I did it. comedy <laughs> tonight and showing up at your show. Like, I did that's, it. Oh, you did it once? I did it once when I was in Arizona and I was like, why the fuck am I waking up at like 6 a.m.? Like, I have the same thought. I was like, no one is going to come to my show from listening to morning radio. And then it ended up like actually working where like people came up oh. to me after the show and were like, oh, my God, I heard you on the morning show. Like, you know, I, I didn't know who you were. And then I was like, whatever. And then I came to the show and then I ended up hanging out. One of the girls who came to the show from hearing me on the morning radio was like, oh my god, I have like, um, I'm going to NASCAR this weekend because it was in Arizona. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to NASCAR. Like, I might be able to get you tickets. And then I ended up going to NASCAR with her. That rules. Oh wow, the morning yeah. radio to NASCAR pipeline. Oh, yeah. 
it's yeah it's a pretty short pipeline too i could see the connections you know <laughs> yeah i've i've never i've never done that before because i also like any time that i've i don't know like there's certain cities where um you know like like i'll i'll you know i'll sell out a cool venue in a cool city but sometimes i'll go to certain markets people don't necessarily i've i have not sold a lot of tickets <laughs> you know in a, in a huntsville alabama for example yeah. And then there's people that show up at the show that uh, are just like, oh, I want to see a comedian at a comedy club. And then I come out and I fucking, I do my act. That's... And they're like, yeah, this is not what I wanted at all. <laughs> I mean, it's harder and harder to achieve that in this day and age, you know? Everything's like very curated and, um, right, you know, very, very like niche. And people who are making like last minute decisions to go to comedy clubs think that they're going to see like Jeff Dunham. Like I remember <laughs> I was on I was on Omegle and this guy was like, yeah, I'm like really into like dark comedy. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, who are your favorite comics? And he was like, Jeff Dunham. And I'm like, <laughs> Ahmed, the dead terrorist is pretty dark. Yeah, he gets I dark. Guess. If the puppet um, comedian is dark comedy, what's like light comedy to that person? I wonder. I wish I could go back and ask. Yeah. A guy slipping on a banana peel. <laughs> yeah. Just the three stooges is the, the light lighthearted comedy for him. Yeah, I go I go a little deeper. I'm I'm a little more esoteric. I'm yeah. kind of a yeah. I used uh, to, a Dunham guy. I used to travel um by myself a lot for random. I mean he, work. I do I do think his daughter's HBO show is great. Oh, okay. I'm glad you made that Lena. distinction for all the people wondering. They're like, Lena, oh, I hear Lena them Dunham. making a... Oh, oh God. <laughs> Lena Dunham, HBO okay, Girls. fine. You got me with that again. You've made yes. that joke to me before. Yes. Yes. You didn't get the joke, and then you got the joke. Okay. I explained the joke, and then you fucking got it. Okay. Dude. You got it. You got it. I mean, you've literally made that joke to me before, and got me with it and you literally presented it as a trick and tricked me with it it is really funny to tell people that lena dunham is jeff dunham's daughter it is very funny i was like annoyed at first i'm like bro who the fuck is jeff dunham's daughter why are you referencing why are you plugging his daughter right now yeah, yeah i was lena. also bamboozled i know no, his daughter lena uh oh my god all right have you seen her tiktoks <laughs> no oh, oh let's, we'll, we'll talk about that we'll talk about that we can talk about that in a, in a little bit. I think you put me on. Okay. I, did. I think I saw, I mean, speaking of dark comedy, that's real dark, getting me in a, you know, you need to have like a a pretty sturdy mental foundation to go and watch those TikToks, if I remember correctly. It's painful. <laughs> Which is hard during right now. Like, I think a lot of people have like a shaky mental health foundation. Like you need to... Yeah. There are there are days that I would not dive into the dungeon of the Lena Dunham TikTok cuz no. I mean my day could be set in all sorts of directions by just a little a little b stimulus, you know. <laughs> but I think today I'm no. strong enough. We could do it later. Yeah. It's it's weird. I I and you can like tell when someone is definitely going through something. I hate though when I'll like I'll do my hair different and people will like message me being like are you okay? Like, obviously you're going through something. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I just did crazy makeup and like my hair a different way. And people are like, she's going through something crazy. Also, yeah, just like a stranger checking in on you too. Like, even if you were going through it, what were you going to do? Message them back me and like, nah, actually I'm pretty fucked up right now. 
You want to yeah, talk? Yeah, really strangers, strangers love to hit your message requests on Instagram. Not the royal you. They love to message you on Instagram yeah. and ask if you're having a severe mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> this is this has happened. I've you know, I've been the recipient of Have you? such messages. I don't it just really like you'll post a certain you'll post like a sad song or whatever and somebody is like, "Are you going to kill yourself tonight?" Oh yeah. Well, we've ta- what we what were you we just talking about? I feel like we're on another tangent. Before I dive deeper. Oh, well, morning morning radio. Lena There's Dunham, a I morning radio. I was going to I was going to say my friends uh my friend's dad would listen to Opie and Anthony like every morning and whenever they would say something nasty, he would he would be like, Oh yuck, what ew no <laughs> ah. and then the the kid would be like, yeah, you listen to this every day. <laughs> like you clearly like it. He's but tr- trying to, you do have like to like be performative. Negative reinforcement. Like he's training a dog. Right. He's training his son like to just not not like dirty stuff. Right. That's so like funny. reacting to you know, Opie and Anthony having like a homeless guy come in the studio and drink his own piss or whatever. <laughs> and like he wants to laugh, but you know, because his kids there, he's like, Oh, that is that is it's not foul. okay behavior. That is unpleasant stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah, my dad went the opposite route of just like embracing his freak in front of me, which I think is extremely unhealthy. Oh wait, what was that? That's that was the the dad to comedy store pipeline. E- wait, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, just oh, like yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Na- dad, dad laughing at nasty stuff. You know, direct pipeline to you know that that world. Yeah, for sure. Wait, what was like? What was the what was the dad stuff? Well, just like on like, because Tom Likas literally did Flash Friday, so like everyone in LA. Oh, he knew. was listening to Tom Likas. Yeah, like taking yeah. me to kindergarten, listening to Tom Likas, like flashing his lights in the car, hoping that some girl would flash him, and I'm that just is in the back seat. Honestly, like, hilarious, yeah. by the way, that you're just flashing your brights at random cars, hoping that somebody's gonna show you their boobs for a split second, <laughs> hoping that somebody else is also listening to the Tom Likas show. That's yeah. so wild. That is so funny. I really like the the concept of that, and I wonder if it's ever worked in history. For sure. Yeah. Once again, it this absolutely is just like did before you could just Google boobs on your phone and just see them. <laughs> you had to do this. You had to like it had to be a coordinated effort with a radio program and flashing your brights at people. It was just too complicated. The world was less isolated. That's you true. Know? They don't do that anymore. <laughs> they, this, you know, the girls are not going wild the way they once were. <laughs> it's sad. I mean, they are, but they're just showing titty on Finsta. Oh yeah. You know, like they're going wild behind a paywall. Full, full titty on, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, you know, I guess like the the OnlyFans like memberships went up, like they spiked like crazy. I'm sure. After the pandemic. They seized yeah. the means of going wild, which is pretty cool in my opinion. <laughs> Have you guys subscribed right. to anyone on OnlyFans? Have no. you guys partaken in any OnlyFans? I, I've, I'm still confused. Mm. I mean, I don't know about Brandon, but I'm always fascinated. <laughs> just like there are so many small accounts. Like, I just don't know. Are guys like guys Only or Only Jacob girls? Wool. Oh, yeah. No, no. Jacob Wool. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> 
that's the funniest. And I thought about checking in on the, the Bella Thorne OnlyFans. Well, it's a but, whole scam. She's not doing it for real. Right. But yeah, I... No, I, that was... I, I just don't know, like, are people subscribed to, like, many of these at once? Or is it, like... Like, I get a guy having a porn website subscription, because there's, like, a variety pack, but it's weird. It's, like, to be subscribed and you're only getting one person. It's just I like, was I was doing that for a while. I was on TikTok, and there's this couple on TikTok who would post, like, horny tiktoks and i was like oh this is sick like i'm like this is so cool they're like this alt couple and i was like, like i want to oh, see they're so fucking in love <laughs> yes and and that so i was like yeah so i was like let me just take a browse at their only fans and so you get like little teasers but until you subscribe you don't get to see like the full thing and i was like you know what it was the beginning of lockdown i had a lot of time on my hands and i was like let's let's throw five bucks and see what they're doing and it was insane the stuff that they were posting for five dollars what were you getting what kind of stuff let's hear it full <laughs> piss on the girl peeing peeing this is like so the jump from TikTok sexy videos to just getting pissed on. <laughs> like it's what a five dollar videos versus the yeah like like so the TikTok it was just like him being hot and like his girlfriend being hot, but it like wasn't anything sexual. But he would like kind of promote his like OnlyFans or like allude to it. And so then I saw him on Twitter and there was a link to his OnlyFans there. And he would post like, you know, on Twitter, it's like completely uncensored. So you could like still see things. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can show you can you show, show anything whole. You can show yeah. cock and hole. So once I saw that on Twitter, I was like, here we go. You Let's sound pretty invested up. in these this couple, by the way, too. You've kind of pitched it as if like you stumbled across them. You're like, yeah, so I just <laughs> happened to follow him on every single platform. And... um <laughs> Just I don't know. I, the OnlyFans just showed up. <laughs> it, it somehow appeared on my laptop. I, my phone was in my pocket, uh, and I like clicked the wrong thing. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I only gave it a month though, and then I was like, I need to get out. It wasn't for I mean, me. How, but I, you only contributed five dollars. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So what but else? They, for what else five dollars, you yeah. could watch this husband piss on his wife. Yeah. Wow. And he was like, and 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 then they get you with the stories of like why they do an OnlyFans, and they're like, we just like love it. We want to embrace like you know sexuality. We also have a dog we need to feed, and I'm like, I can't let this oh dog go hungry. Oh yeah. Someone needs to put kibble in the you know food tray. So I mean, he needs to put he needs to piss on, he needs to piss on his wife to put food on the Bro, there's, bowl for there are his dog. easier ways to feed a dog than pissing on your wife. <laughs> I can't imagine making that pi pitch, you know? Like you just don't have dog food and your wife, you're like, honey, I'm going to need you to do something for me to feed Sparky. <laughs> and then but she's like, like, well, can't we just like get some from a shelter or maybe feed it some like leftover food from a restaurant or something? No. <laughs> it's gonna have to be this piss. I mean, I'm I'm dog sitting Penny right now, and I would I would piss on my wife for this dog. <laughs> that's so brave of you, Brandon. And that's Such not even sacrifice. this isn't even my dog. I would I would piss on my wife for another man's dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think and you they, just want to piss on your they, wife. They also directed it so beautifully. Yeah, there's like oh, sl slider yeah. shots. Like a crazy. I mean, that's that's an underrated genre of porn. Is like those porns that like look. I mean, when when it's like 
they seem like they're in love and it's also it looks like a fucking a24 movie yeah they're shooting <laughs> like, on like anamorphic primes and there's like lens flares yes i yeah, yeah no i i love those that's your vibe those are, that's they it can be it can be my vibe yeah i don't think i've ever really directly talked about uh porn categories but that's a good one. i mean you know usually if it's overproduced though i don't like it when it's the sort of uh you know when it's scripted but not well produced mm-hmm. yeah like if you're gonna do like if if it's something that isn't amateur I want it to like look fucking nice, you know. Let's get let's have Barry Jenkins directing this shit, you know. Let's have let's get, you know. You need a good team. Get, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah I I feel like I feel like when it's overproduced or something, I'm just like picturing them like cutting in between scenes and like them going for like breaks and you, like having do. a cigarette a in between like cum shots and then I'm just <laughs> completely out of it. On the pro, yeah. I've like been on a set and it's just so weird. Like, um, I was there shooting a doc, like behind the scenes. It was like part of a larger thing. And, um, dude, like I knew the male performer, and like they would call, they would like call cut and stuff for random reasons, just to, like change the angle or like move a light or whatever, just like a regular shoot. And he just like has to have a boner, but he's like so comfortable that he's like coming. He's like Jack, come here, and I have to like walk up. <laughs> I mean, it's we. You get weirdly used to it, but like all of a sudden, I'm standing next to a naked man. He's like has a huge boner, and he's like talking to me about like just some random thought, like your friend would do anyway. You know, be like, "Oh, dude, like remember I was telling you that restaurant? I couldn't think of the name. Oh yeah, it's called like <laughs> Bennigan's or whatever. You know, like some shit. It's called. And he's Bennigan's. like, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, he has like a huge boner, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome, man. Like, cool. Uh, like just full. But is yeah, maybe he? Go to are they like later. drugged up? Uh no no they like the the old school guys that like pride themselves on it like they they don't need to do that they're just fucking like monsters dude it's like uh, a real job a you know they like train themselves I know um I yeah they're beasts. yeah I can't I mean, can't imagine yeah I think some of the young guns might uh might juice it you know but it's frowned upon yeah but it's, I mean that's it's weirdly professional I, is my point. I do admire that because, like, yeah, a gust, a gust of wind hits me the wrong way. Uh, you know, yeah, you I'm out- like, oh well, that's yeah, that's gone now. Same. So we're gonna need to we're gonna need to recharge. <laughs> that's funny. You know, wait. I started you- saying a sex coach because of that. A coach? Oh wait, yeah. really? Yeah, I started seeing a sex coach during quarantine because I feel like I have a very difficult time uh, being in the moment and present. Wow. Oh. This is fascinating. Well, who is, yeah, wait, who well, how do you find guy? a coach? <laughs> so so my friend Danny, he has a friend who's a sex coach, and I, like, kind of know, because uh, I kind of know them, but and I knew that she was a sex coach, but I've never, like, inquired more about it. Okay, I was like, wait, oh, so it is, cool. it is a woman. It's a woman. I yeah. was gonna say if it I was, was a guy. A it sounds worried. like it sounds like a made up, some made up uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I'm a I'm sex a coach. S- sex coach. Yeah, <laughs> we need to practice a lot. We're gonna need to practice a lot with you. Get your yeah. Mitt. So I've been Facetiming her like every week, and uh, 
just telling her about like, you know, my issues and what I want to like my goals. Cause it's not like a sex therapist where we talk about my past and like sex history and all of that. It's more like goal oriented. So it's like, what do you want to get out of this? And then she just like gives me like exercises to do. And then I like follow up with her the next week and like tell her how they went. Are these, is this person like, huh. do they have qualifications? What, what kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, she's been doing it for like 20 years and I think she like sex? studied with someone. I don't <laughs> think there's like sex school where you like take classes, but I think it's more of like you just watch someone else and like their practice and then you do it yourself. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's like there's like, you know, there's a difference between having like medical education of some kind and like science-based education or study versus just somebody who's had a lot of sex and being like, yeah, actually I'm an expert now because I did it a bunch. Yeah. And um, I think, I think it's a mix. Yeah. You know, are they reading I journals mean, or are they just, did they just like bang a bunch of people? I think like, cause the, I, I, uh, I'm not questioning your coach, but I do think it's, I, I feel like there are people out there that do that type of thing where it's just their own personal experience. And I always wonder if they're just like accidentally giving somebody their, their own weird, really esoteric advice that like <laughs> just only applies to them, you know? For sure. I and mean, I, I, was... I do wonder that with like advice columnists yeah. or whatever sometimes. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely felt the same way where I'm like, this could be like complete bullshit where she's just like telling me to do random things that she might think works. But at the same time, like she's my, because it's through my friend, she just like offered to do it for free. So I'm not paying anything. So deal. I'm not losing anything. And I was also like, I might as well just try this and see if it works. And if it doesn't, like, I don't lose anything. It's working though. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's hard <laughs> with quarantine too, but it's free. Yeah. It's free. That's good. It's free. Yeah. That, uh, that changes everything because you're not paying. So it's like the idea of a scam is pretty much out the window. Yeah. Because, I mean, I yeah. if it was 150 it, a session and they're like, look, I don't want you to go and have sex until this virus is done. But we should keep doing the classes <laughs> and just, like, encouraging you. And you're not going to find out until, like, you know, you get to do it next, which is who yeah. knows. I think it is helping, though, because it's like because we made a list of, like, qualities that I want in a partner and so that way I can be more specific and I can differentiate between like if I just want to like casually hook up with someone and make that clear that there's like nothing further that's going to happen. Or if it's something where I want to like potentially get to know the person and like move forward um, and like kind of have that in mind of like what I am looking for. So I'm not just like swinging my dick everywhere and just hoping that it sticks, you know. Yeah, uh, that's pretty, I that's I useful. actually met I I actually met a a really good sex coach recently. He's this guy. He comes in. He's like, he he uh, has sex with my girlfriend, and he's like, "This is how you do it." And I'm kind of I'm kind of in the uh, in the corner taking notes. <laughs> he charges you too. Yeah, I've I've been paying him a lot. It's he's just, actually very it's just, expensive. It's Jamel, <laughs> it's Jamel and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god oh. Oh. no i think yeah, but yeah i don't know that sounds good we joke but i think that's actually pretty cool but there is something like that where i was filling out like this questionnaire and there was this one thing i forget what it's called but um 
Oh, it, there's a certain name for it, but it's essentially, it was like, check yes or no if you want whatever the name is, but it's pretty much someone who like, say you're a virgin, okay? And you're like 30 years old and you wanna lose your virginity, but you're like nervous, you don't know what to do, whatever. You could potentially like hire a professional to like have sex with you, not in like an escort or porn or like mm -hmm. any type of way. It's so you feel more comfortable like going forward with having sex in the future. I mean, that's a great idea. Oh. Like, literally. Yeah, that's that's cool. If you are somebody that, like... No, that's a great idea. ...wants to do it bad, like an incel type, or a... Yeah, basically just an incel is the only, <laughs> the only type that like would need that. Or it's, like, someone who's afraid of intimacy, and so, like, you have no problem having sex, but after sex, you, like, feel really uncomfortable and you don't know what to do. Like, they'll have someone who you could potentially, like, hire. And this is, like, a... Prof I mean, pro I don't know... Oh, I don't like want to like an, if you're an them. anxious avoidance. Yeah, so then that way yeah. like you can have someone there and they can like kind of walk you through like being more available and like not so closed off or whatever. Makes yeah, sense. I mean that sounds yeah, that sounds good. It's yeah, cuz I don't know. It's uh it's good to, all yeah. forms of therapy can be pretty good. I mean, yeah. it unfortunately it's just hard to do and it's so fucking expensive. It's good that you yeah. have that for free. Yeah, I'm stoked. I need to go to like real therapy too because my insurance ends in a year. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, I mean, it's 26. Literally so fucking expensive. Yeah. For, I mean, I don't like my insurance. It would be like a maze. I've tried, but it's just like a maze to go and get find one that's like paid for, you know, and I've heard people there. It's like they have really good insurance and it's still hard. But, yeah. And it's sketchy. Yeah, Oh, go ahead. It's sketchy. Fine. I was like, like uh, a couple of years ago, I was looking for a therapist in LA and I was like looking at all of their online profiles, trying to like find one that I felt like I could fit with. And there's so many like bullshit LA therapists who are like, I work a lot with celebrities and like uh, actor mm -hmm. types. And like, I'm very <laughs> familiar with that. And I'm like, you suck. Yeah. Right. I You're mean, also like literally basically breaking HIPAA. Yeah. Like, just by, like, I mean, you're not specifying the celebrities, but by, even by being like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the therapist to the celebs. Yeah. It's like a little weird. And it's just, you know, like the idea of uh, a therapist, like kind of like name dropping. Yeah. I can't, like, I can't name like anybody, but like, uh, let's just say I have one of my patients, his name rhymes with Seaver, <laughs> Bustin <laughs> Seaver. I've treated him. You know, so yeah, you know I'm good. I, yeah, I've been working with this guy. I I can't really uh, I can't really say too much, but he's a he's a real good fella, <laughs> and uh, you know, he may have uh, you know, some some might have uh, seen his uh, performance as a uh, an Irish man, <laughs> uh, you know. I also yeah. love the idea, <laughs> Robert Boniro. <laughs> I also love the idea of like someone from like Ohio being like. I'm going to become a therapist and move to LA where the stars are and hear about their problems. Yeah. And just be, yeah, I want to like, hear about, I want to hear about the celebs trauma. Well, I mean, I'd rather have an Ohio therapist. Like we've talked before, Brandon about, well, this is an area where I'm not positive, but I, I do know that like a few, you know, maybe like 10 years ago, if you had mental problems, you would go see a psychiatrist, right? Which I think requires a doctorate 
You're a doctor if you're a psychiatrist, right? right? A psych or a psychologist. And you can, and you can prescribe. Uh, you can prescribe medicine pills. now, yeah. which is good, I guess, because more people get treated. But you could th see a therapist, and I don't know what qualifications are required for that. And then I think there are people that are even like less than that, where you can just kind of be like, "Hey, like I'm willing to treat you. I'm not going to say if I have any <laughs> knowledge whatsoever, but we could talk, you know." You could you call it what you call it, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of that in LA specifically, where it's like I'll let you define what this is. Where there's a strong chance that the person treating you is like ten times more fucked up than you, you know? Absolutely. Because like, because I've yeah. dude, I've literally seen before, and like not people that I know in my immediate circle or even like extended, right? Just because like for anybody, any of my friends listening to this, I'm not fucking negging you right now, but I've like seen people where it's like they kind of hit rock bottom and then somehow like they become a therapist in the process of that. And it's like, yes. wait, what? It's huh? the Tony Robbins syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what the Tony Robbins syndrome is a great way to describe it. It's like you've gone through one traumatic thing and gotten over it, whether in a healthy way or not. And then you're like, and now I know everything. Yeah. Now I can solve your problem. Well, and I'm not even confident yeah. some of these people have gotten over it either. It's just like, Oh For yeah. Sure. Like, like they, through the process of therapy like they go to like two of the, two therapy sessions they're like this is i love therapy i'm actually gonna do it you know <laughs> i also yeah. think psychiatrists are sketchy because i think that they over prescribe oh 100 well i mean for sure but i do think i, I mean a, a great tip uh for those of you at home you want to get you want to get some uh adderall you want to get some fucking vivance what have you you know hit yelp Search a psychiatrist and then just find like the one stars. <laughs> find like, find like, you know the, find like the people with like, the the like sketchiest reviews, where because like I think a lot of times like those people will just be like, yeah, you can have yeah have whatever. You're the reason why people who actually have ADHD it's very hard and annoying to get their prescriptions filled. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> But I don't, I, I, you know, I just remember, know, I, I, I just remember I went to a psychiatrist when I was in college and they pretty much gave me like a Buzzfeed test and they're like, you're princess Tiana with a side of depression. Here's Lexapro. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's so I funny. guess I'll just be a zombie for a year. Yeah. I mean, it is, people are real fast and loose with that. It's pretty funny, but that's, I mean, LA is full of like. It's a real toss of the dice of like who might be treating you, and we've we've talked before too of like, I mean, we won't fully dive back into this topic, but uh, Brennan, <laughs> there's oh, a my first we'll, we'll speak in general experience. in general terms when you get like a young therapist in L.A. Like I want them to be like severely removed from my circle because I don't want to see that person at the Travis Scott album release party. Like I'm not trying to run into my therapist at. Like the back yeah. room of Tenants of the Trees or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, want any fucking... Yeah, that's the problem with LA is like you'll find out like, oh, there's like there's like these therapists that are... That have these creative aspirations or are just like fucking... Any fucking LA therapist that's like trying to build a brand, it's like... No. They should... I'm, yeah, that's, that's, that's no good. Anything I mean, is like... You don't want to have to take a therapist's advice with a grain of salt, but you should <laughs> yeah. be taking you should take everything in this town with a grain of salt, if not like the entire 
thing of salt. This whole this whole fucking city, you're just trying to like dodge mental illness. Oh, hundred percent. It's the it's the mental illness like Iron Man race. We're just Brandon, trying to be crazy. Are you still normal pilled? What's going on? I'm very normal pilled right yeah. now. Dude, you're not. Okay. You're um, not. I was gonna tell you tell you about this. You're not pilled, because like I'm fucking so normal. Your normal periods right don't even last long as long as a, a pill would. <laughs> like, if 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 it changes every ten hours, it's not even a pill, bro. That's not well, extended ele- release. You know, I'm pretty normal pilled right now. Penny's here. You know, I had I had a nice breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging out with I'm hanging out with this dog. I had myself a nice breakfast. I have I I have like an adequate amount of beverages with me right now. That's the thing is I just need to like have like three beverages at once and see the see the sun. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Maybe have Brandon. a nice meal. Pretty normal. And then you, your your requirements are simple. Pilled. You just need five beverages for breakfast and another person's dog. <laughs> very simple very simple i need another person's dog and uh five drinks i mean morning. truly once i get once i get my own fucking dog it's over for you hose it is if i mean I'm, maybe you just should. fucking i need to get a dog i'm looking into it normally i wouldn't tell you to because you are on the road so much but quarantine but yeah now it's 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 hard right. but i mean you know i mean i've even thought like, about getting one you should. But I know. I want to get one should. too. And you got a fucking backyard. I know. You should get a dog also. I don't like being chained down. I'll be chained down one day, but I'm not, you know, the dog might be chained up. I'm chained to the dog. That's the thing. I do think that having a dog around, like, makes you more earnest. And, like, I totally understand the pipeline to, like, becoming a fucking doggo guy. Now, just, like, spending, like, a week with a dog, you know, you're, you're, like the whole like the whole week just every hour of the day you're like oh my god you're the cutest baby you're the cutest baby you're a baby princess i love you so much you know well, and, and talking about like, and talking about whack jobs in la like i feel like you can be so self consumed and when you get a dog like you can't be 100% like only thinking about yourself uh, yeah yes. you can i mean there is an ego death <laughs> you definitely there. can <laughs> I've seen people, for sure. With like, well, yeah, fucking like purse dogs or whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of neglected dogs. Yeah, when dogs like become an accessory, Cert- or celebrities that have had a lot of dogs die. I'm not naming names. A questionable oh, amount of animals die. That's maybe actually returned. That's a great returning dogs. Oh, I'm not naming that's a names. Good, that's a good segue. Yeah, into what we were talking about earlier. I mean, let's let's flip this around. So. What's not normal pilled? In your mind. What's not normal pill? Yeah, what's not normal pill? I think most things are not normal pilled. I think most things, especially in LA, especially in like any sort of like forward facing industry are not normal pilled, you know? But if you, I think if you're at a, if you're at a place where, you know, you're, you're just sort of like, you're not overly engaged, like you're just engaged enough and you're, you're doing the right things. For your mental, you know, you're what you're being normal. You're one of the that's no, that's normal pill. I think I'm I think I'm mostly normal pilled with a with a side of unhinged. Yeah, what's yeah? What's not normal for you, Brandon? When are you what's when not you're normal? when you when the normal pill wears off, what does that look like? Uh, 
I start popping off. You just start getting mad <laughs> when I'm when I'm kind of like, because uh, I I have I can be unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> I have I can have like I I can be chaotic, but I also think that a part of it is just sort of like keeping the chaos private. Yes, close friends. You know? Yeah, close friends. Like I'll get Allie's. You you guys are both on the close friends tab, and I'll you know. I'll talk so much shit on there, but like in terms of what I'm putting out to the public, I'm I'm keeping it keeping my cards close. Yeah, to my you chest. know what? You actually helped me a lot, Brandon, because I saw you go off on close friends, and I was like, you know what? This is the space to do that, and I don't need to be yes. going off publicly. Yes, it's actually. I mean, the close friends tab is I I think has been massive for me in terms but- of just like not being not getting too mad it's hard for me to manage it's hard for me to manage my close friends though because uh like my close friends it's like that's where i want to be posting some thought pics so i have you know i have the people in there who i want you know to see to see this bb big beautiful bod but then I have the people, those aren't the same people that I want to see me go off. They need, so it's hard. They need two close friends tabs. You need to be able to make yeah. like groups, I think. There needs to be like, there the should actual, be tiers. Yeah. 100%. There should yeah. be like the, the shit talk tier and the horny tier. Yeah. For close friends. And then the like earnest picture, pics of nature tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like those are the three categories of close friends stories on instagram is like it's it's where people that uh like they don't feel safe just like posting a picture of a sunset to thousands of people they're like i only want my you know 50 friends to see this see you're one of the your close friends i was gonna i mostly i mostly use it to like say things that would ruin my career but i like i guess you're one of the least normal people i know because, like, even just in terms of the way you're talking about this, you talk about this in general terms as if everybody has, like, a following and, like, a public... Oh, per- sure. You're one well, of the... I'm just you're truly in, one of the least normal people I've ever met. In terms of the three of us. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I th- I'm fascinated no. by you because, like, all of your quirks, I think, are... I mean, you want to talk psychiatrist mode. Like, you've, <laughs> you've had your whole adult life, like, in comedy on the stage. Right. Like, and all your friends are comics or like somebody that has a wikipedia page you i I don't when was the last time you were true normal i would say well we've talked a lot about i think the base i think we we always i think always around the holidays or like if i'm back back in my hometown i think we always talk about the basement i think the the basement? basement is one of the most normal pilled i think you're that's a basement pilled situation yeah because that's beyond normal pilled because basement pilled dips in a little too you go you go too deep in, into the basement pilled world and then you just live in the basement again. Yeah. And that's no good. You don't want that. But every time I I visit I mean I still like I'm still friends with the people that I was friends with in like high school and college. I don't think you have a you reference know? point to being an adult normal pill. I don't know if you know what that pill. Oh well, I mean, because you have a you have a concept me. of a reputation, but I don't think normal like most people don't like when you talk about reputation. It's like, oh, did I help my brother move into his house? Like he might be kind of mad that I like wasn't able to that day. Not like a sure. Do does 
the world like me or hate me. Like that's not oh, something that people 100%. normally I mean, that's have not, to deal with. That's not what I'm talking about in terms of like being normal pilled, but I do think that Oh, certainly I, I, not. I yeah. guess I guess in a, in a myopic way I was like kind of talking about people in comedy because like I think a lot of people don't know don't know how to act right. Yeah. Oh, in com Oh, wait, are you are you saying yes. that stand-up comedians act a little weird sometimes in their personal <laughs> life? Are you saying that these yeah, people you know, might I, make some weird social decisions? To... <laughs> yeah, sorry for such a radical opinion. Yeah. But, you know, uh but yeah, I don't know. It's oh, well, this is something that me and Ali have talked about, the ethics of being a hot comedian. The ethics of like just posting a photo of yourself that is just like there's no there's no twist, there's no like oh, I, like, coincidentally am hot in this photo. Just, like, comedians posting a photo of themselves looking hot. I, I'm personally against it. And, and I remember seeing you post that, and I immediately was like, do I need to check myself in this moment? <laughs> and I DM'd you being like, am I one of those people? And what do I do to change? There are comedians who exclusively post curated, like their curated grid is just only photos of themselves looking hot, and there's no real evidence of them being funny on the on the computer. Yeah, and they're like comedians, and so it's like, well, what are you a comedian? And then it's also like the pandemic, so like you haven't do you haven't done stand up in like six months, and you've only posted hot photos of yourself. But you're not a model, so it's like, what what are you doing? You know, it just seems like I I, I it really bothers me. I I don't think it's okay. It's weird. I'm for checking the grid right now. <laughs> oh, like your own? Yeah. Oh, we're good. It's it's you're it, good. You're yeah. You probably are fine. I'm on the line though. I'm on the cusp. It just depends. Right. It all depends on the type I of mean, picks. Yeah, I like. I, I don't know, because, like, people will try to play it off as ironic sometimes. Oh, and that's it's even like, worse. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... That, like, that account, Girls With... Is that account still up? Girls With Irrelevant Captions was pretty funny. It was just, like... It was just, like, entirely the stupid shit that people would post under, like, sexy pics. Oh. I mean, well, that's, like... that's. It's funny that you brought that up, because that was... uh. That was like that was a funny time when people were like still they were like I don't know if it's okay to post about non BLM things yet but I <laughs> want to be hot on Instagram again and then they would be like oh here's a here's a bikini pic by the way arrest the cops who prosecute <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor and it's like you can't do that yeah but Just also jerk off to me yeah right. Yeah, fucking jerk off. Yeah, fucking jerk off your hard throbbing cock. Those, Get these, horny this photo for of justice. my of my tits. These two also, things should never be combined. Let's arrest. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be thinking about you know police reform while you're horny. That's just weird. Or Breonna Taylor. <laughs> you don't want to be memorializing yeah, a person that was slaughtered <laughs> by the I cops. I mean that that one fucking like uh, Riverdale actress got in trouble for that. Oh, yeah, boy. Lily Reinhardt. <laughs> oh do? yeah, I think you 
You keep more. You keep track more of that kind of stuff. I'm. I'm kind of like I keep up with some pop culture, but I definitely am not fully in the know. But I feel like I. I have a good understanding of what's happening in the teen drama world. <laughs> Anything good? Speaking yeah, of. I mean- Speaking of, I just got this Dunkin' Donuts coffee because Charlie D'Amelio from TikTok has her own Dunkin' flavor, so I had to try it out this morning. You're fucking drinking TikTok juice over here? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you want to talk... (laughs) Yeah, you're sipping dumb bitch juice. (laughs) (laughs) Damn right. The the Charlie DeMillo coffee that's 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 the real dumb bitch juice. I'm fresh out too. I that's, gobbled it up. That's gobbled swallowed. What, what does it taste like? Damn. It's good. It's just cold brew with I you know what? I respect her because she didn't do any of this milk alternative. She went straight for whole milk in the cold brew with a caramel swirl. Okay. I mean, I don't think they have oat milk at Dunkin Donuts. Yet. Oh, they, they do. They don't have it at Well, we're not going to get into the cereal, but it does bring a cereal type taste to coffee oh yeah sure i've Which also I do discussed like. how sometimes in the past i have had cinnamon toast crunch with oat milk and poured the excess milk into coffee and that was kind of a divide this is actually kind of honestly there. the reactions i thought people were going to be entirely on my side because i was anti i was fully against this but people yeah, were, it was a people big turned split. people turned but i mean i think the silent majority was with me I mean, I'm in. What were you saying, Allie? Oh, go ahead. I had like a a whole Instagram story where I was trying to figure out how to do coffee with uh, uh, cereal, but I fucked up. My brain was not in the right place because in my head, I was like, oh, I'll I'll get like an oat milk latte and pour that into the cereal where I should have. That was completely uh, just, you know, my brain was not there. And I realized it should have been the other way around. Use oat milk in the cereal put the leftover milk into the coffee i mean you guys are both crazy in my opinion ali aren't you friends with danny brown because of cereal yeah that's so crazy that you remembered how that all nardwar over here oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah what what happened i mean i didn't know there was ali makovsky we have to know (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, on on one of the earlier episodes of my podcast, I talked about how much I love soggy cereal. Like, I really like when it... That's I don't so like it fucked. when it's fully soggy. I like when it still has a little crunch, but is soft. That's a good place that's to just have me. Yeah. That's yeah, just that's me. That's who it. I am. And I'm not going to apologize for that. But the guy who edits my podcast made that into a clip and someone sent me this clip of Danny Brown on that like YouTube channel over under. And he oh, was talking about, thing, yeah. yeah. And he was talking about cereal and how he hates soggy cereal. So I just posted my clip with his clip back to back. And then, um, yeah, we became friends. Hey, networking. Wait, you just became friends. Yeah. He, like He found it. He's like, well, so he, he's like one of those dudes who like loves comedy and he was also a fan of Kill Tony, which was a podcast that I used to be on for a long time. So I think uh, yeah, like yeah. he probably just put two and two together and then started following me. And then, um, we just like started messaging from that, but I sent him, I sent him one of my shirts that I made. I made merch and I was like, Oh, I'll send it to him. And I was like, he's probably not going to post about it, whatever. Like, I just want him to have the shirt. And then he ended up main grid posting him wearing the shirt. That rules. 
and Damn, it was so huge. beautiful. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I saw I saw Danny Brown open for Das Racist 2011. You know, I've I'm day one. Yes, I'm day same. one. Danny Brown I, guy. I used to go see him at this place called the Observatory in Santa Ana, oh, and I'm it's very this familiar. small venue. But I remember seeing Danny Brown at the observatory and I was like obsessed with him. And when I was sending my friends these shirts, I would write them all because the shirts say Ali Mikofsky is my girlfriend. So I would write like these corny little like poems with it. And so I think for Danny's, I put roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, I've loved you since you didn't have a tooth or something. It doesn't rhyme as good as I oh, thought did it did. Did he get his tooth fixed? He's, yeah, he has new teeth. Whoa. Oh, I guess I haven't checked in in, in, a, in a little bit. Yeah. But, but I, I wanted damn. him to know that I've been around, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was, man, He what a what a journey. Remember when he got his dick sucked on stage? <laughs> I don't remember that. That's hilarious. <laughs> him and yeah. MGK were notorious for, like, their live shows and being extremely horny on stage. Oh, God. That, that can, that can, uh... That can be a, a dangerous game to play, though, because there was that one time where Akon would. I mean, it happened with Drake once when he he like early on he would do a thing where he would bring a girl on stage and then like kiss her like during like one of the slow songs. And then on stage, he found out that this woman was 17 and was like, oh, no, you know, whatever. Uh, But Akon, do you remember this? Akon fucking like humped like Akon like humped a girl so hard that she like fell off oh stage. Oh my god, I remember that. And then he found out she was fucking 13. Oh my god. Also also Justin Bieber used to do that. Um Wait, when? Justin Bieber what he would sing one less lonely girl and w- one person from his team would pick a girl out of the audience and he would sing to them and I think there were a couple times where he would like kiss them but he was <laughs> under 18 as well so but it's still one of those things where it's like are we still doing that in 2020 are we still kissing girls on stage it's just weird well yeah so much nobody's on stage oh not now right now immediately yeah yeah. but in a in a post epstein world are we still kissing people on stage in a post me too world are we gonna be kissing strangers i don't think especially it's weird and in a post covid world it's it's weird yeah Post-COVID, post-Me Too, post-Epstein, it's just weird, especially Bieber, like, having a profession, an adult professional be like, I'm going to f- go out in the crowd and find the girl that <laughs> this boy is going to kiss on stage. It's just a weird task that nobody needs to be doing. That's yeah. not a job. That's not a job <laughs> anybody needs is to find, like, hey, Justin, you want to kiss a girl tonight on stage? <laughs> that would be pretty dope, right? It's just very weird. Uh, I've always found, like... Is this... Is this a bad time to promote my kissing around the globe <laughs> tour? <laughs> Smo- smooching, smo- the smooching around the globe. Tour? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. K- COVID with a K. The yeah, the cool COVID kisses tour. Um, you're wait. So you're back and Jack has to, Jack's Jack's uh out of the Jack's room, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold down the fort. Um, you're in Arizona right now. Yeah. For a like tour. You're touring. I'm not or touring. It's not, a tour. it's not a tour. You're doing a show in Arizona. I'm doing two shows when I'm out here. Um that yeah, I so right before the lockdown started, I like just started headlining. <laughs> and so right. 
I was like in the middle of my first like headlining tour, I guess. And then it all got canceled. And the last, the first and last place I was headlining was in Arizona at the Tempe Improv. And so the guy who manages was the that Tempe, a, was that a good show? Oh my god, it was the best. Tempe Improv. I, do you know? I, yeah. Do you know the comedian Bob Marley? Oh, I'm. I remember he used to like do Letterman sometimes. It's. It was always like he would be in D.C. at the D.C. Improv, and I always like thought it was very funny that there was a comedian who's just named Bob Marley. <laughs> Absolutely same. I like didn't understand it. I'm like, why wouldn't he just change his name? Like, I was like, does he like do a character? Like, who is this guy? But he's like a main legend like east coast legend and he's been around forever and so i yeah, ended Jack, up there's there's a comedian named bob marley <laughs> <laughs> there's a comedian who's he's just like some white guy who's just like some old white guy who's just named bob marley just happens to be named that that's so sick <laughs> I remember being uh, on the road with Rogan and there was like a flyer somewhere for Bob Marley. And I was like, who, like, who's Bob Marley? Like, why is there a comedian <laughs> named Bob Marley? And, and Joe was like, oh my God, that dude's the best. Like he's been around forever. Like he's the greatest, like nicest dude. So funny, whatever. And so I thought what was going to be like a ha ha ha, let's laugh at this guy moment ended up being like a no, this guy is genuinely like, a funny dude, cool guy, whatever. And so then my first headlining show, it was co-headlining. So he had like one night, I had the other night, whatever. And it was with him and he was the nicest dude. So funny, but he has like this big cult following of like other East Coast main people um, who go to his shows and he was super cool. But um, the guy who manages the improv out here is trying to do this digital drive through comedy show so i don't even know if i'm gonna be like in the same areas where the cars are like if there's gonna be a stage oh. or if i'm gonna be performing at the club and it's gonna be projected to the cars like i have no idea what the setup you posted is. you posted the flyer and it was like i've immediately messaged you because i was like this is a fucking show where you get covid because <laughs> it was like it was <laughs> this flyer where, like, the graphic design... I don't mean to shit on whoever made that poster, but the graphic design was not that strong. And it was, like, headliner, Big Irish J, featuring Ali Makovsky, Mesa, Arizona. And I was like, Ali, you're gonna get COVID. I mean, the three <laughs> things that stick out to me there are somebody whose nickname includes Irish, you're getting COVID. <laughs> Big Irish, you're getting COVID. <laughs> Mesa, Arizona, you're getting COVID 100%. Um, and then just, the, I guess, the fact that it's a PowerPoint-looking flyer, I assume. Absolutely. Yes. It looks like one of those flyers for, like, a hip-hop night yeah. at, like, a weird warehouse. There's, like, some diamond Where it's, like, font. girls yeah. get in $5 before 10 guys $20, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, yes. it's one of those flyers where it looks like some weird club promo. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I definitely yeah, knew Thursdays. posting that. <laughs> yeah dude I, had I knew posting that i was gonna catch some slack but it was also one of the <laughs> things where i felt bad not posting it like i was ashamed to be on the <laughs> that's so funny it was so funny to me. but wait so it's not gonna you're not you might be in a different room you you might be in I like a like different area than the cars yeah that's so strange yeah but Digital the reason you can't hear them laughing Good. in their cars, I assume. It's just like you're just doing stand up silently. 
That's well, weird. I did a I did a drive in like a week ago, and it was their first time doing a drive in. So like the cars weren't even all facing the stage, and like it's just so easy for people to be distracted in their cars. Yes. Like for all I know, they could be like getting a hand job while I'm telling <laughs> jokes. Like you have no idea what's happening, and especially if I don't know, it it's just it's not the same, but. The guy, so I'm doing two shows. Tonight's show, I don't know anyone on this lineup, but I guess the person who was supposed to be performing dropped out. So I'm just taking her spot because I'm already going to be here. The second show is going to be fun because it's like all my friends. So it's like, even if the show sucks, at least I'll be able to like laugh about it with the people on the show after. Well, yeah, drive in the, well, how was the drive in show? Because I am very curious about like, there's only so many comics that are like, actually performing right now yeah i mean it's not the same (laughs) like can you hear people laughing in their car yeah but like but like i think if if it's set up well it could be good this setup was not very good so it's like you could kind of hear laughter but it's not enough to be like okay like the timing is right all of this is right so then your timing's off because you're like waiting you're like am i supposed to hear laughter are they laughing am i bombing and then you'll hear like a big laugh on a certain joke and you're like okay so was i bombing this entire beginning (laughs) half and now you're laughing like it's very yeah i don't even know how you would hear like you can hear people laughing in their car it's weird it's like windows i'm not a big fan of the half the half-assed version of stuff during covid you know it's like unless it's essential it's weird yeah get i mean i have definitely like I I mean I miss it so much because like there's days where I just I you know I've maybe podcasted once and like accomplished very little else and be in the before times it was always like oh well I'll go out I'll do a couple sets and I will have redeemed what my day was and now without that I like lose my mind so I have kind of I don't know if this is core depression talking but I am kind of like, should I just do a backyard tour? <laughs> like, should I just tour a bunch of backyards? Should I just line up a bunch of backyards along the West Coast and then just perform for, like, like keep it small. Keep it small, keep it socially distant, but maybe, like, <laughs> like max capacity 40 people. And it is funny. Just fucking perform in a backyard. Maybe that is a core idea. I'm not sure. It is funny to me because it's like... You definitely are getting something out of stand up that's like not what normal people would associate or like w- would assume you are. Like at that point, it's like, okay, well, like you're not going to be making money off this really. It's a lot of work. Right. Like you're not really going to be, these aren't good crowds. They're going to be a few people. Like <laughs> I think you just like the act of doing stand up. Like at that point, maybe you need a VR. Right. Like <clears throat> I think what you need is a VR simulator with like a fake crowd. You could get in the VR. Yeah, we could, maybe we could have somebody design this for you, and you could just be doing like stand up in your house, like, and just get that high. The, I mean, the the backyard. To, I've done the VR thing, and that's always felt. Stri- I've only done that like once or twice. The backyard thing would be something where I, I'm like actively just losing money on it. hundred percent. If, if I was like with Jamel or something, I think it could be fun. And I think like the thing that's missing and this is what I noticed is like the act of getting ready for a show, the act of like having like a fit, you know, putting on a new fit, getting out, like driving to the venue, looking for parking, like 
you know, running into a friend. It's like the whole process of like getting to a show, doing the show, being there after the show. Like it's all the pieces to to the show that like make it what it is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so many of my friendships were solely just based around doing the same shows where I would never like I, I and then we would like maybe hang out after. But it was you know, like it was so low F I, yeah, it's just like a huge part of my life that is now gone, but you're, you're like doing it, but it's, it feels, it still feels off. Right. Like it feels like it is nice, like going out and feeling like I'm like doing something, but it, you do have like that disconnect still where it's like, okay, I'm not quite getting the same feeling. It's like getting, you know, like drugs that are cut heavily and you're like, I, I feel like I'm getting something, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, it seems like getting a hand job and not coming. Yeah, a hand job, no lube, no spit. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like I can I, I can finish, but it's not that fun. And it's it's funny, like in New York right now, you see so many comics that are like, Yeah, I'm doing three sets tonight, but it's all like one is at a park. <laughs> one is like like I've seen so many pictures of just like a comic, no mic in a in a park at 3 p.m being or like, at night being lit by an iphone flashlight yeah right for me yeah i mean seems insane. As, as i think i qualify more as an audience member potential audience member of these shows for me it's like i don't even like the idea of going to them because it's like i I'd, I'd enjoy going to the full real version of it but i also wouldn't like the half version it's like depressing to me it's like I don't want to yeah. go. I would actually go to a drive-in movie because that's like an existing thing that you could do. But like, yeah, bar like the weird bar situations, like restaurants. Maybe some restaurants. If I only if I want their food, like, like if I just straight up want their food, like I will go eat in a weird place. But like shows and stuff like that, it's like man, I'll, I'll just wait until I can do the real thing. Like I don't need to yeah. do this like half version. Yeah, you know, it's more depressing to the half of- version. What do you guys think about the backyard tour? I mean, idea? it's like, dude, just I like, like it. just break. I want you, you like to go. It. I want you to invite me. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> you could do it, that, but I mean, it, it would be it easier be to just like go to a state where like they're opening back up and just do stand up comedy like the unsafe way, like because because I don't know how yeah. how safe the backyard thing is, you know? Right. It's like know, it's, there's a lot of people that are doing that where they're like just kind of culturally obeying the quarantine. But sort of not like they're really, really stretching it. And after going to a state like going to Utah where they it's not that bad. So people just kind of don't give a shit. Like you don't have to wear a mask. And you realize like not everything is as bad as L.A. Just like, oh, dude, just go. Why don't you guys just go to a state where you don't have to wear a mask and just live? I don't know. Like you may as well. (laughs) Not you. But there's some people in L.A. that I see where it's like. They're doing like social distance hangouts and they're like arm around their friend. There's like 30 of them at a pool. It's like, all right, guys, like, (laughs) dude, just like fucking like don't even do it. Like, why bother? I feel like it goes back to the same sentiment of like posting a thought pick being like defund the police where it's like either just be all in on the thought pick, be all in on like hanging out with your friends. Don't try and pretend that you're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. There's- oh yeah, people people in LA love love to say like yeah I'm yeah having a social distance hang and it's it's yeah social distance it's like 100 orgy. people in a hot tub yeah 
I think like, that's just Love Island. It's just like so, being outside is social distancing to most people here. It's like I'm seeing people really right. push it, which is fine. That's a prerogative, you know. I'm not gonna like get pissed off at them, but it's just like, dude, like at this point, like you know, the, the people do these like elaborate outdoor dinners where they're all like sitting shoulder to shoulder, coughing each other's face. Probably, it's like, dude, just like, right. I don't know, just go to Utah and go eat inside or something. Yeah, like, I don't. It was crazy because at the beginning of lockdown, I was like extremely locked up. I went to my mom's house. I was like. I was like so afraid my mom had to have like the cable people come over to her house. Something wasn't working. I was like, why would you let them in? Like, we don't yeah, need yeah. TV. Like we can build fires and play <laughs> dominoes. Like stay the fuck inside. Don't let anyone in the home. <laughs> and then my sister lives in Arizona, which is where I'm at now. And I remember after the two months, I went to visit her and stay at her place for like a, like 10 days or something. And as soon as I got here, they announced on the news that the next day everything was opening. And so, and her husband like does not give a fuck about COVID at all. <laughs> and so I went from zero to 100. Like he made oh, us no. dinner reservations every night. Oh my gosh. And so I was just like, you know what? Like I'm here, I'm going to do it, like whatever. And uh and then it was so hard going back to LA and trying to get like back into the mindset of like lockdown because I I had experienced non-lockdown and been fine and then I'm like going back to LA and it was very bizarre to have like two completely different experiences yeah that's um and by the way I have been safe I'm not like I'm not an anti-mask person I'm like I'm personally being safe I just think like right People are, it, it, we're in a weird time where it's like, we're like half doing it. Like we're basically not being safe. It's just like, all right, well, like what's the yeah. difference? You know, it's, I don't know. It's very, very, very weird. Like what what's okay to do and what's not. I don't really get it, you know. I Oh, I do want to say with regards to Alfresco dining, me and my girlfriend as a bit went to Boa Steakhouse. <laughs> In Beverly Hills, yeah. which is such a fucking funny place. They opened up like a um, or whatever. What's that? Who was there? Who was there? Oh, who was there? Mm-hmm. Oh, like in terms of like the clientele? Just sort of like, I mean, it was definitely, I mean, Taylor Lorenz wrote a very good uh, short thing about it in the New York Times like last week about how it's it's like it's such a fucking tacky spot boa steakhouse it's a very like gauche place like it's very expensive but not very you know like the food isn't that great you know but all of the people there are it's very like tiktok teen vibes and like very like weho asshole types you know like it's 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 definitely a spot where like managers take their clients like paparazzi is outside type of place yeah, like it was like it's it's a really like douchey spot, and I like it was definitely not worth the bit because it was like we were like oh this would be funny to like go to Boa Steakhouse like during COVID, <laughs> and then you actually go and you're like you you know you're paying like three hundred dollars yeah, and then just getting like a fucking steak and like smashed broccoli. It's literally like corn and broccoli and steak and you know cocktails and you're like oh i could have made all of this at home yeah (laughs) for like 50 dollars but it was 
it was fucking like it was very is very strange and i did not i did not know until after i like i knew that it was a douchey spot but i didn't read that article until after and i found out that it's a place where like tiktok teens will literally like go there to celebrate two million followers or whatever like and they'll they'll you know shut it down at boa steakhouse and then i went down this weird rabbit hole of like boa steakhouse shit and i found this video of this like 13 year old influencer and there's like influencer paparazzi now like yeah. there's paparazzi yes. that only oh focus on yes, yes. And hollywood so live yes yes it's this fucking kid who's like he was at boa the night before with uh his like 13 year old girlfriend and this paparazzi who I, by the way i can't imagine how like how much you fuck up your life to the point where you're like a 30 something man and you're following yeah literal children and this paparazzi is like hey man like i i saw you were here with your girl last night where is she and he's like Haha, i'm single you know and like he's literally like, cody clark oh, but you were yeah he's literally cody clark and the, this paparazzi is like yeah, so uh, you know what what was going on? Is that is that your girlfriend? And he's like, you know, I don't know, man. You know, whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, I heard you got, I heard you got kicked out of, uh, heard you got kicked out of Boa Steakhouse la- last night. I, I heard you, I heard you might have been too savage for Boa. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh uh, yeah, you know, you know how we do, whatever. And it's like also that then that set off a thing of like are these kids like underage drinking at this at this spot eating is alone like, like the idea did, of like a 13 year old like i'm trying to imagine like what i was doing at 13 and like just the sheer logistics of me going to a steakhouse and like paying a bill i there's no i didn't even know how to do that it's so weird like but children right. i also want to say i don't together. think that they're 13 brandon i think that they're <laughs> like 16 oh this kid was 13 though yeah, that's. I was at Earth Bar the other morning, and I was leaving, and this really nice, like, not just like a very expensive car pulled up, and it was like a top-down Rolls Royce, and it was like two young girls in the car, and I'm like, that's crazy, and I'm pulling out, and I see these like old, like you know, out of shape, like really sad-looking men like running up to Earth Bar, and they were like, "Oh my God, what's up?" And I real, I'm like, "Oh, these are like two TikTok girls, and this is probably like Holly- oh, it's essentially man. like their reality TV is like being followed by Hollywood Life, and they like do crazy stuff, and they like spill all the drama on like which TikTokers <laughs> they like don't like." It's like, man, it's um, it's fucking weird, man. Like, and this is fine for like a middle schooler to watch or a high schooler even you know like i i honestly think the audience is mainly like middle schoolers for a lot of that <laughs> yeah. shit because it's actually like younger kids watching older kids mean like oh this is like what an older kid is like you know um but it, that's normal that's fine i do think they should have their own internet though like it's weird when you're being shown <laughs> like like we have to know about like a 13 year old like dancer on tiktok or whatever you know yeah and like brandon yeah i mean me and you have joked off pod because, like, somebody we yeah. know mentioned, like, complaining about reels being shown, like, 16-year-olds. But I recently, I have, like, a new account that's, like, nothing's on it, no engagement whatsoever. And the age is listed at, yeah. like, 45 or whatever. I just, like, picked a random age. And, like, it's showing me those videos, like, on the Explore page. Oh. So it's, like, I do find weird. it weird that Instagram, like, reels, they're just, like, 
pushing out videos of like teenagers dancing to like everybody you know yeah it's like yeah it, it's really in a post epstein world it's like dude this is weird like it's fine for kids yeah like people that that age it's it's so funny that like the one person i mean one of the very few people who has been able to run up the score while the game is on pause is like an adult woman who was making videos on a platform for pedophiles yeah <laughs> like it's so it's so nuts, you know. And there's like weird, like sub websites of like screen recorded or like saved TikToks with just like different categories. Huh. So it's essentially like porn for TikTok videos, where you can like go in, find whatever you're looking for. So if it's like teen dancing, like oh you can just God, find dude. that. Oh no, that's so fucking weird. It's really fucked up. But at yeah. the same time, like, it's always been around. Like, I'm I'm 24. So, like, even when I was young, there was, like, creepy shit that I was able to see from a young age or, like, know that other right. people can see, you know? So, it's, like, I don't know. I just, it scares me. It's just, yeah, it's just strange. I mean, there's definitely an audience for, like, a non-weird audience for that, right? Like, girls. Just other teenagers. People their age. They've got, the teens need their own internet yeah it's just weird to push it out to every like i get why instagram made reels but it's like yeah dude this doesn't need to be for everybody and like quite frankly like you don't even need the algorithm just like yeah maybe don't like push those to like old people i don't know like it's very easy to be like it's under a certain age but this is for them like the cultural tentacles of tiktok are so like ever expanding now where like that's such a huge part of like how a song blows up now. That's like a really insane thing to me that how, how much uh, that's like a component of the music industry now. And it's annoying you know, because like, people now make sad videos on TikTok with their life story oh. being like, I just had a baby and I used to be a musician, but my label dropped me because they said my, you know, songs aren't poppy enough. So use this audio to prove them wrong. And I'm like, yeah, Fuck off. I'm only following people. This only fans because they need to feed their dogs. I'm not going to. I got dropped part. from my label for not being a hoe. Like how many likes can this get? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's always uh, the same yeah, mentality. It's just like, you know. What what I was thinking with the music thing is more so like major labels sort of pushing out songs that are built for TikTok. Like the fact that even like the biggest artists are making songs that are clearly like built to blow up on TikTok. That's very strange to me. Well, the Jason fact that like Drake is like Tusi Slide is literally like right foot up, left foot slide. This is how you do the TikTok talk dance this is you know like i mean jason it's really derulo, weird jason derulo used a song from tiktok and then just like put his own verses on top of it and then now it's just playing on the radio yeah i know weird. i mean the yeah jason derulo's entire tiktok presence is very fascinating so to me. very funny he's way too committed he clearly has like a a very big team working on these things and I mean, Good I like him. when he'll, he'll make the things where he's just making like a dessert. Like he'll just make these, uh, <laughs> you know, with a duet like, from Gordon Ramsay being like, oh, <laughs> awful dessert. <laughs> like he'll just like, yeah, put like a, a an Oreo in a cake in a pie or whatever in a brownie. And, you know, like that's the whole 
that's the whole TikTok. I mean, Jason Drulo is way too he he got in he got in too deep. He's in so deep. I mean, it's caused it's. I mean, he's career absolute revival. clout shark. Yeah, absolute clout clout chaser. It's funny. Clout shit. This is this is completely unrelated, but I can't get it off my mind. Um, people always ask if I'm related to you, Jack, solely because of the thick eyebrows. I could see that. Holy shit. I've gotten oh that my so God. many times. People message me being like, are you and Jack related? That's really funny. Oh, oh wow. my God. You know what? It is. Oh my God. I can see you it. Really, it. It's uncanny. Yeah. What color are your eyes? Yeah, you look like Blue. siblings. Okay. Wow. Same here. Yeah, we could be. Same fucking. I mean. You look the same from the. That's nuts. My view, I've, she's minimized right now, so I can't. Yeah, I could see that. Damn. <laughs> Damn. What can we say, folks? <laughs> That's a very funny, uh, oh, it, like, late episode plot twist, by the way. Yeah, that we're related. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really funny if we just, like, found out. Get on Ancestry.com. You never know. What's your <laughs> What's your background? German, Irish. Mostly Irish. I'm Irish. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, those predominantly are, Irish. The eyebrows are the same. I mean, nobody to really, nothing to really explain the eyebrows. I don't know. Like, I got the DNA test because I'm like, where did the brows? What are these? But this yeah. is what's annoying about having thick eyebrows. I love, I love my big, beautiful brows, but I feel like, do you get a lot of comments on your eyebrows? Yeah, I mean, they're cool now. Big brows are in now. Big brows are very in, but I feel Not, like guys who have big brows don't get as much uh, comments, whether positive or negative. I disagree. Peter Gallagher on the OC, the fucking dad on the OC, he had he had those those like D- DSEs. I remember uh, I remember being at a what are those renaissance fairs and there's like a jester type guy that like makes fun of people like when they go by, you know? And like he called me, which by the way, now that I think about it, he's really breaking the character of the medieval jester by making this reference. But he, he called, he said, I looked like Peter Gallagher and I didn't know who it was. So I'm like, like looked it up later and retroactively was like, man, what the fuck? Cause I was like pretty young. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And it's like the old guy. I'm like breaking, breaking character. Yeah. But also Uh, I didn't really consider that. Jester should not know about the OC. But it's also funny that like, I don't think I was able to look it up at the time. So I I heard it, remembered it, then like got my feelings hurt hours later at home. Just like, <laughs> man, what the fuck? But I just no. Feel he like- was like a, he was a hot guy. Yeah, but I mean the the first picks, and this was when I was young. So I'm like, wait, I look like an old guy. What the hell? Yeah, that's. I think it's a compliment because Peter Gallagher is hot, and I know a lot of people that there's a lot of women that think he's the hottest guy on that show, and there's some hot guys on that show. Yeah, I mean, look. It depends on the results of I'm looking, you know, I, I, I understand how to recognize a handsome grown man now, but at the time, you don't know. It's just an old guy. Yeah. I just feel like guys can get away with like having a unibrow and it's like socially acceptable. And I was trying to grow out my unibrow at the beginning of quarantine, but I got really uh, scared and uh, I, I would respect it. I mean, like you really, it's a... F- a commitment if you want to do it like you have to be an oasis like i think that's like would, the rule you have to be an oasis um like you have to be speaking know. of gallagher's 
You have like you have to be a Gallagher. What's with the name Gallagher and having good eyebrows? I mean, you have to be good question. Yeah, Noel Gallagher maybe. Um, I don't Goddamn. know. I digress. I, all I've done, all I've, all I have to show for this core is a this shitty mustache. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get rid of that. How many days has that been? <laughs> it's been like uh, six days. It's starting to look like Hobo <laughs> Johnson. You gotta get rid of that. It's not a good, not a what good vibe. It, <laughs> oh boy all right well we w- let's let's fucking yeah we can wrap this you one know. up but you know me and we Allie are, we might be related um what else did we learn um, tiktok is for pedophiles <laughs> yeah tiktok is for pedophiles we live still in a in a pedophilia country um i guess these are things we knew some of them but are now it's now it's democratized yeah, now it's democratized <laughs> seize the means of pedophilia now, yeah, re- redistribute, <laughs> redistribute the the it's woke wealth now. of pedophilia. The, the kids are making their own child porn now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, four kids, four kids by kids. Yeah. <laughs> Support child sex um, workers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, damn. Oh wait. Oh, Allie. Yeah. Oh, plug, plug. Your, plug your shit. Hmm. I have a podcast called Resting Bitch. It's really fun. It's available everywhere. I love it so much. Check it out. Follow me on Instagram for my thought posts that aren't funny at all. Um, <laughs> it's not Allie Mac, and that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, thanks for coming for on. Me. Thank you for listening.